Thanks for joining the Ross Republic podcast. I'm Adrian, partner for Digital Banking. This episode is about empowering people to build their own financial platforms. And I'm joined by Anita Koimur. She's the co-founder and COO of LifeFlow. Anita, thanks a lot for having joined us today. How are you doing? Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, I'm doing well, excited about the conversation that we are going to have. Thank you so Great. much for having me. Amazing. So at LifeLow, Anita manages uh, sales and operations. And before this, she was the first business development hire for Revolut Rewards. Uh, there she closed brands like Uber Eats, Amazon and Booking and later scaled Revolut Rewards across 13 plus markets. What does LifeLow offer? Quickly, maybe in my own words, um, LifeLow offers a hub to automate business finances. So it's a, um, like the world's first fully automated next generation spreadsheet that lets users connect real time data from Google Sheets, banks, accounting and revenue platforms in a matter of minutes. And in this episode, we're um, going to talk about the current state of SME finance tools and how LifeFlow helps startups as well as small businesses to automate their finances. So my first question, Anita, um, since you previously worked at Revolut Rewards and have been in charge of uh, business development, closing deals uh, for like with the likes of Uber Eats, Uber Eats and Amazon, what are um, some of your experiences at Revolut that help you now in your current job? And maybe firstly, what made you leave this rocket ship and led you to the decision to found your own startup? So, you know, I, I always dreamt about starting my own company uh, and Revolut was probably one of the best companies to learn from. Yeah. So I was lucky to join it back in uh, January, I think 2019, when we were around $1.7 billion valuation. Uh, it was a scale up. We were rapidly growing. Um, at that time, uh, I joined the London office as a first business development hire, as you mentioned, at the product called Rewards. So the product was okay. in beta, and I had the chance just to build the team of that product and then scale, uh, scale it across the borders to 13 markets, to 10 million users. And yeah, that, that was the place where I met my co-founder. I'm happy right. to, to share it later. But um, to back to your question, what were the biggest learnings of Travelit? So I think Revolut is a unique, unique company. Uh, and many people know know about it, but there are, yeah. I think, three things that I can highlight about Travelit and what, what I learned from there. So basically, the first one, I think, is the attitude and greed. Uh, I think Revolut honestly has exceptional people uh, who think globally and don't have any borders. So basically, the mantra of Revolut is that you can do anything, just go and try. Uh, if you're not successful, try again. <laughs> And then right. iterate through it. Um, I think that that's that that's the first one. The second would be is just uh, to recruit the top talent. So basically, yep. Revolut taught us to to be in charge of recruitment uh, throughout 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 the whole the whole uh, lifetime there. So basically, okay. um, everyone was in charge of recruitment, and you think about people who can be candidates in the future uh, for mm -hmm. potential new products, etc. So I think uh, this also helps. And of course, obviously, Revolut is a fintech. So uh, it helped me to understand how the regulation works and how basically uh, we need to deal with rules in the finance industry. Great. Um, I hope, yeah, I'm pretty sure we will uh, get back to some of these points during in the course of the podcast as well. Um, just before we start talking a little bit more about the state of the market and how small businesses are managing their finances currently and also maybe based on uh, on your product vision, how they might do it also in the future. Mm -hmm. um, I would be very interested. Um, I gave a really short introduction on what LifeLow is doing. Could you quickly describe in your own words what your product is exactly doing and um, a quick pitch of your value proposition? So putting it simply, LifeLow is one hub to automate financial management. Indeed, we build the world world's 
first fully automated spreadsheet. So to make it clear, right now, uh, small and medium businesses struggle with financial management. They typically do it once a month uh, if they're lucky. Otherwise, they do it uh, maybe once a quarter. And it's a very tiresome and cumbersome process where you need to connect to multiple data sources, download CSVs to your laptop, and then try to consolidate it and make sure the data is accurate. It takes a huge amount of time. It's error prone and it's non-collaborative at all. So we pull all of these bits together and give them a fully manageable platform to see where they stand and which business decisions they need to make, right? So talking about our mission, we do want to empower people to build their own financial platforms for better efficiency and clarity of their businesses. All right, so so your product, so um, also based on what I have been seeing on your website, yeah. um, that's your core product, which is which almost works like a um, digital spreadsheet, right? And, yeah, and right. Then, and then next to that, you have the Google Sheets add-on, which yeah, that's right. All right, cool, um, good. Uh, we will definitely dive deeper into um, your product also in a second. Um, you just mentioned uh, the SME struggle with financial management, and I think yeah. the one, number one like pain point that I always come across is also. Um, somehow evolving around cash flow, so really understanding how much money is coming in, how much you are spending um, on a monthly basis, so you're really understanding your, your current cash position and so on. What are some of the trends and insights that led you to jump into as the, the whole small business software space? Have there been some unique like pieces that you can share already around um, your customers' pain points or the industry in general yep. um, that, that um, kind of led to the foundation of life flow? Was it like a note? Um, based on thorough market research or like a brainstorming that you just looked into <laughs> growth rates of SMEs or how, how did it all play out? Yeah, that's, uh, that's another great question. So uh, I'll tell you more about uh, how we started. So basically, um, I was in charge of this rewards product rollout various markets. And uh, I worked with Lasse Kalkar, who used to be the head of growth in the Nordics region. So essentially, we worked on the product rollout to Sweden, Denmark and other markets. So basically, Lasse was uh, the guy who uh, had a, a spreadsheet OCD, meaning that he, he always cared about spreadsheets being organized carefully and uh, accurately, right? And um, before that, Lasse started several businesses. So I think he, uh, he first started his company when he was like 13 years old, uh, which was a coffee shop in Denmark. And a few other businesses later, it was um, a digital app in the US called Satoshi. Uh, so basically, Lasse himself struggled with financial management. It's always a mess, especially if you if you run an offline business, you need to deal with uh, receipts and then try to consolidate all of this information into a single place. And yep. he couldn't solve it himself properly. So he worked at Travelit afterwards. Uh, he built several pressures that uh, were used across the company. And then later he came up with this idea to consolidate it into a single place, but make it fully flexible for small businesses. Um, my role was just to go to, to those businesses and see whether they struggle in it. So basically I went to businesses big and small, the likes of like Tesco and Burger King and something way smaller, like moms and pop shops downstairs and did research. And, and I learned that on a scale from one to 10, uh, businesses say like we struggle like with, with seven, seven out of 10 problem of financial management, uh, which is obviously quite, quite a high problem. So we decided to explore deeper. Uh, we did a proper research. We started with the US market because we had an idea to apply to Y Combinator. Uh, and we, we discovered that uh, we had some numbers to back it up. Um, and then we developed a very quick prototype to um, uh, give it to customers and sign them. And then we applied to Y Combinator and we were lucky to be accepted to the winter 21 batch. Yeah, so talking about trends, uh, currently we see uh, a few trends um, and the first one is obviously the SME growth. 
So just to uh, to make it clear, we are referring to the US market because the majority of our customers come in from the US, um, but we do work with the European customers as well. So uh, we analyzed the market. So we saw uh, that there are around 50,000 businesses created every single day. And by 2000, 2030, it will be 20,000 businesses every day, uh, according to the US Census Bureau. So it, uh, it means that uh, the market is ever growing. And this is our chance to help these businesses be successful. Um, at this point of time, there are solutions of them on the market, but they are mainly for enterprises. I'm talking about Workday and Anaplan. Um, and these solutions are quite heavy and not built for small businesses at all. So it takes some time to implement them. So we want to democratize access to smart tools for small and medium businesses. That's, that's one of the trends. And the second one that we see, which is quite huge, is the unbundling of Excel. Uh, and financial platforms. So basically, um, Excel and spreadsheets are currently being unbundled into niche platforms. Um, I can give you a few examples. It, it's uh, Asana, Airtable, Notion, and other programs. And people are willing to pay money for those platforms. Um, Excel and Google Sheets are horizontal use cases, whilst uh, all of these platforms are vertical ones. And there is nothing invented for finance uh, professionals or SMEs yet. So we want uh, to help them to have a vertical use case product. That's one of the trends. The second one is that financial platforms are being unbundled. And you can see players as uh, Flat and Drive Wealth and TrueLayer, uh, which are making the financial services landscape easier uh, to access and launch products on top of. So we are riding this trend as well. And obviously, just to make it very clear, this problem has been around for more than 100 years and will always stay. And yep. that's our goal to make it simple uh, to manage for other businesses. Sounds great. I think um, also from a total market perspective, um, the latest numbers I saw um, were around uh, 31, 32 million total number um, of small businesses in the US. Um, yep. In Europe, it's around, if you also include freelancers, um, around 35 million. So it's, it is just from a market size, a massive market, um, because 99% out of all businesses that are operating in the economy are mostly classified as a micro or like a small business. Um, so I think for, from that perspective, it's amazing to see that actually what you just mentioned, um, most of these small business owners didn't have really the, the tools to um, manage their business properly based on the technology that we have available now. Um, of course, of course, as you're like a huge corporate, um, you have your own ERP systems and BI tools and whatnot. But um, mostly as a small business owner, even though privately you have these amazing let's say neil banks that already show you great analytics on your transactions or you know yeah. you have netflix and in this whole consumer space um there has been a huge uh, um like rate of innovation um however when it comes to the small business market um you have like decayed old billing tools um and, and you know like uh, um, accounting tools small businesses just need better tools to automate the finances and in the first place understand finances better Right. Yeah, I, I feel pretty much the same. So uh, we discussed what's happening um, in the SME space uh, and also financial tools, but also we see that there are tools appearing for uh, more productive collaboration. So I'm talking uh, about Figma, which we're huge fans of. Um, that's a great tool to collaborate on the design side of things. So we think that finance is also a collaborative function. So it's not only a, a business owner, it's also, if you have it, of course, a, a finance professional and you have other people involved as you grow. So you probably want to democratize access for the whole company. So we're also uh, huge fans of uh, the book by Reed Hastings, uh, the co-founder and uh, CEO uh, of Netflix, yeah. who actually wrote a book, wrote this book about uh, being fully transparent. 
within the organization. So everyone at Netflix has uh, access to financials. They see what's going on. And when they have a question about, um, let's say, uh, their next budget uh, for another campaign, they first look at the financials and understand the process behind that. So whether the company can afford it at this point of time. So I think uh, it's quite important to be transparent and we are quite transparent ourselves. And uh, we, we do believe um, it should be uh, given to other companies as well, just to make it clear um, and and to just available to all of the employees within the company. Absolutely. I think also that's um, uh, um, definitely coming as a result from the pandemic as well, where more and more like people that worked at um, in an office space are now just working from home and need access to all sorts of data. Um, so everything becomes definitely more cloud-based um, and um, just this whole um, element of collaboration and real-time data sharing is much more important in this whole remote world than it was maybe before. Um, I read that nearly 70% of all full-time employees in the US are now working from home um, based on a recent study. So I think this is this, this will definitely um, be, um, be um, a segment of the market that is growing. Um, and just looking at team collaboration software, that market alone um, will grow by 13% from now on until 2027. So it's, it's um, definitely one of, the, one of the waves that probably your product is also riding in terms of um, you know, SME, SME growth, demand for collaboration, demand for cloud-based digital finance tools. Um, if we move on and talk a little bit more also around um, how what, what target groups you're um, after exactly with the product, um, is there like a specific persona that you're building the product for? Do you have um, uncovered in your research that it's mostly a CFO that's running a small company needs, needs that, um, you know, product or is it more around the accountant that helps smaller businesses? Yeah, you're spot on. So we started with finance managers. Uh, these are typically companies from 25 to 150 people. Um, they use accounting platforms and banks. So this is what we can provide, right? Um, and we showed the data in real time. So these people work with numbers daily and they, they need to stay on the cutting edge to understand like where they stand and which next decisions they should make. And yeah. then, of course, they show it uh, to, to the management team and they, they make business decisions together. So this is one of the groups. But quite recently, we started to work with a new group, which is actually very active and loves the product. Uh, I'm talking about fractional CFOs and accountants. So we see a trend that um, there, like the, the segment of fractional, fractional or virtual CFOs is growing meaning that uh, this is a finance professional who decided to work on their own and they manage um, a few companies, then the five, six companies, um, if it is uh, an organization, they might have even hundreds. Um, yeah, so we help them to create master sheets to see all of their clients in one big spreadsheet and have all of the data flowing. Essentially, they can build their own dashboards, share it with the clients and make their work way more efficient. Very interesting. So these are kind of like CFOs for hire. Um, if you're um, kind of if you don't need one full time or just need quick yeah. access to a finance professional. Very interesting. All right. How, how do you get to these products right now? Is it like just organic growth? Do you already experiment with some marketing techniques to get growth? Because you mentioned also in the course um, of the preparation that your main growth now comes from the US. Um, yeah. How do you go to market at the moment? Yeah, so I think we were very lucky to be at Y Combinator and uh, receive some initial traction there. So obviously okay. Y Combinator has around, I think, three and a half thousand companies and the number is constantly growing. So this is the perfect place to get warm feedback yeah. um, learn from your peers uh, and then scale it to the wider audience. So our first customers came from YC. Uh, then we did um, two launches on Product Pump. That was also very helpful. Of course, it's more a boost strategy when you just need to to release your product, get more feedback. It's not a sustainable channel of 
growth. Uh, it's not very predictable, but it's very helpful. Um, surprisingly, LinkedIn generates a lot of attention. Um, somehow people sh uh, share our posts uh, and just refer us uh, to their friends and connections, and, and it really works. So talking about uh, these channels. Apart from that, uh, of course, we work on cold outreach. So if you receive an email from me or my colleagues, <laughs> uh, there is no surprise. Uh, we do work on our SEO strategy. It's also very helpful. We have uh, some organic traffic coming in and we are working on a few partnerships. All right. And in terms of industry focus, is your product industry agnostic or do you see certain industries that might be, um, you know, more tilted towards using Lifeflow? Yeah. So initially we saw a lot of traction among B2B SaaS companies, uh, mainly because these companies uh, are used to tr to track numbers. So that's, that's their, uh, yeah. that's their life just to track numbers, right. And see it in dashboards. Um, then, uh, we, we saw this traction with, uh, fractional CFOs and accountants because it's also quite natural, but quite recently we started to see, um, other companies like, uh, a few agricultural companies, for example, um, right. uh, some unusual verticals that use, uh, the tools that we have, I'm talking about QuickBooks, uh, which is a very widespread tool in the U S and accounts platform. All right. All right. So um, also still like talking a little bit about your product um, and um, your customer needs. So currently they use, let's say, a traditional or incumbent US bank or some of the new banks, um, let's say Revolut Business and in combination with a QuickBooks account. Um, yep. Is your product then something you use on top or something that replaces something or what have or as you mentioned, like they're probably using Excel for now. So your main job is like to replace Excel in that case. How would you describe in terms of customer um, needs and tools they use at the moment where your product comes in and delivers better value to just using Excel, for example? Yeah, so we sit on top of uh, other platforms. So it's a prerequisite to use uh, QuickBooks or Xero uh, here in the UK and Europe. Uh, and then banks, uh, and we do replace Excel. And currently we have a Google Sheets add-on that helps to consolidate the data in the place where our customers um, are, are spending their time these days, right? So um, yeah, we sit on top, we consolidate all of the data, we pipe all of the data into a single source of truth. Um, and we are, we are on our mission to build the next gen spreadsheet. Great, awesome. So let's say you have like several bank accounts or your company is um, operating across several geographies um, and you might have like a holding company and two different actively operating companies. In that case, it probably makes sense just to use um, or to have a tool that basically consolidates and aggregates all of this data, right? So uh, um, is that where your product then comes in? Yeah, so there are a few solutions on the market. I'm talking about competitors that help you to see the data in a dashboard. But one of the biggest learnings that we had during Y Combinator is that people dealing with numbers want to drill down on a cell level and they want to see the connection of transactions and this or that metric. And they want to set up their own dashboards that will reflect their own position. And we cannot predict all types of dashboards that people will need. That's why we decided to build a spreadsheet that can be turned into a dashboard. So we, we have a marketplace of integrations where you can choose whatever you need and then build your own uh, solution. Talking then about um, your proposition, I, the way I saw it, the key um, benefit that you would get out of Lifeflow as a user would be, first of all, that you have one place for all of your data that is then also visualized um, in, in dashboards that, as far as I understand, you can then just build also yourself depending on your needs, um, what you need to see um, on your business, right? Yep. Um, and what I found also quite interesting is that you're going heavily into financial statements. So you can build like, for example, a PNL, um, you can see your balance sheet in, uh, and build that just out in live flow based on the data you can get in there, right?
That's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you more about the uh, plugin that we have right now. So essentially, whilst building the main product, we realized that customers uh, still use Excel, of course, on Google Sheets. And Google Sheets are prevailing, so we decided to build uh, an add-on that would just allow them to pull the data from QuickBooks into Google Sheets in no time. So the way it works is that you import the original QuickBooks report into your Google Sheet. It will be one tab, let's say PNL, another one will be balance sheet, and the third one cash flow. Then we'll yeah. add more reports as well. And then you can reference cells without breaking anything. So once this job is done, you will never need to reference cells again. So the data will be auto-populated in the same cells. You can modify the spreadsheet. You can add new columns, rename them, um, whatever you prefer, uh, change formatting. Uh, we will still remember the reference and we will tell you when the data was pulled last time. So it's always accurate and updated in real time. Amazing. And then the third third part that I saw is collaboration and sharing. So um, people then being able to, to consolidate the data, visualize it, build different kinds of um, financial models and then basically provide access to all other uh, users inside the organization, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do have it in Google Sheets but it's not optimal i think uh, the way we can do it is just to make different levels of access and uh, make sure that we have admins editors viewers if you invite the whole organization so that it, it becomes convenient and when you see a trend you will be able to comment right on that trend on the graph like you can do it uh, at figma and invite other people to join the conversation just to make it clear uh, based on the context that you have in front of your eyes Okay. All right. Um, understood. And also regarding the infrastructure, um, since you're a COO, um, I can imagine you had also quite some insights into how to make the product work in terms of um, getting, first of all, assets and data pipes to bank accounts, to software um, yeah, providers, um, in terms of accounting uh, providers. Um, looking at your website, you can plug into quite a lot of US and UK, um, um, Europe's banks. Um, there's a payment platform transaction data from Amazon Stripe, for example, um, you plug into the usual accounting tools like QuickBooks and and, and so on. Um, how did that work? Can you share anything around that? Did you connect directly to these um, providers? And first of all, I think it's amazing that all of these um, providers are now actually opening up their data um, so that third parties can build on top of it. Like with yeah. QuickBooks, they have an open API, I think. Um, and of course, like uh, Plate and all the others are um, as aggregators helping pro probably providers like yourself as well to um, to plug into bank account data. Um, but I frequently hear still that it's it's not as easy as just connecting to one API provider, right? So how, how challenging was it to get the data infrastructure in place? Yeah, uh, so we started with Plaid. Uh, that was very helpful to connect uh, all of the US banks and banks in the UK and Europe. I think they're very flexible and their um, their API uh, instructions are very, very clear. Um, apart from that, we tried another solution to work with uh, accounting platforms, but eventually decided to proceed with direct connections because it allows us to have more control and visibility um, and just execute faster. Um, yeah. So right now, the only provider that we have is Plaid, and then we build direct integrations with QuickBooks, Zero, Stripe, and other platforms. All right, cool. Super interesting. So um, looking into the future now, what are the next steps for LifeFlow? You mentioned you've been part of Y Combinator. Um, obviously, that has already been a huge accomplishment. Um, is it now fully focused on customer growth, getting your next funding round in place? What are you and your team um, currently working on? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm very excited to work with customers. That, that's something that helps me to 
uh, stay up <laughs> at night. <laughs> so basically, um, when you see people being happy and spreading the word, that's the best feeling to have. And um, that's my main focus right now, customer growth. Um, obviously, we are hiring. Uh, we are looking for engineers to join us um, because we are very clear on uh, on the feature requests that we have from customers. Um, we are building together with them. So we do need more engineers to join uh, our uh, small rocket ship here. And then uh, uh, we are working um, on um, on growth in general. So uh, anything related to our marketing and PR as well, we, we are quite ready uh, to spread the word about LifeFlow. Amazing. So. Um... Go to lifeflow.io and check it out. Check out uh, their careers page and also the product. I can highly recommend it. Um, and just to round it off, uh, I think what you're building is definitely like a new kind of software category as well, which has not been possible to build probably five years ago. But uh, now I think it's really amazing um, that you have these open banking providers and uh, accounting tools to open up their APIs, which now allows like this new kind of uh, software category to, to emerge, um, which builds on top of existing stacks. I agree that probably QuickBooks and also incumbent bank accounts will not go away tomorrow. So there's still a huge amount of small businesses that use them on a daily basis. But at the same time, um, maybe you know yourself, if you're logging into a, a business bank account today, it's not really an intelligent product. It shows you just mostly a list of transactions, maybe some data analytics on top, um, and you can make payments, right? So it's um, <clears throat> that's it basically covers the basics. But um, when it comes to really understanding your business, um, where most pain points of small businesses evolve around, so it's really mostly about understanding um, your accounts payable and your accounts receivables, um, how much you can afford to invest, how much you can afford to put into marketing and so on. Um, there are not that many tools actually to help you with that. And not everyone is like um, the perfect Excel pro to build out <laughs> just forecasts and calculations around your um, your business data. So I think that's that's um, yeah an amazing time basically to see how these software tools pop up um, based on new um, data and transaction rails where you can just plug into this data and Build an, build an analytics layer on top of it. Um, and that was also basically my my conclusion after I um, um, after I worked at Holvi, um, seeing all these new um, SME neobanks popping up, which were still basically mostly working on digitalizing traditional banking and bringing that all into the digital world. Um, however, I think in the future, it's much more around um, going on top of the stack and building on top. So not only providing digital banking um, products but actually um, using what the, what your what your target users already have in place and then um, uh, aggregating aggregating it and building more useful data analytics and dashboards on top that um, evolve around your core user needs and i think it's surprising that not many neobanks have went into that direction i think it's now more also in europe from what i've been seeing um, specialized players that go into data aggregation and try to help um, small businesses understand what's going on in their bank accounts. But um, yeah, so I think it's a great window of opportunity also for yourself and your team to now work on this. And um, as we mentioned before, the US is a huge target market. So I guess that's that will keep you busy for a long time. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. All I right. really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Thanks Speak so to you soon. Bye bye. Speak soon. Bye bye.